Hi friends, this is Self-Care and Soul Care for the Caregiver, and I'm your host, Sandra Peoples. To us, self-care isn't a luxury, it's a necessity. We need to take better care of ourselves so we can care for those God has entrusted to us. This is episode 56, and today I'm sharing my updated meal planning routine. It's been almost a year since my first episode about meal planning back in episode 11, and I've made some changes since then. Why? (laughs) Well, because what works for us keeps evolving, especially through everyone being home more last year and even into the changes to our routine this year. Maybe like me, you want to think about what is working and what isn't working about your meal planning routine and make some adjustments. Before we jump into today's topic, I want to let you know about a new app that I love. It is from Rising Above Ministries. You've heard me talk about Rising Above before and all that they do to encourage moms and caregivers like us. And now they have an app to make it easy to keep up with all that they offer. I'll tell you more about it at the end of the episode, so stay tuned. Okay, friends, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, one of our big themes around here is decreasing decision fatigue. Decision fatigue is what happens when you spend the entire day making big and little decisions for yourself and others around you, and it just flat wears you out. One of the biggest ways I know I'm experiencing decision fatigue is when it's dinner time and I can't make a decision about what we're going to eat. For me, one of the biggest ways to eliminate decision fatigue is to make a meal plan. I talked about it back in episode 11 and shared when and how I do it. The general plan still works for me, but I've made some adjustments based on our needs right now. I'll talk through those today and hopefully you'll find something to apply to your meal routine that will make it easier for you. If you listen to episode 11, or even if you follow me on Instagram where I've posted about it for years, you may remember that I have themes for each day of the week to help me narrow down what's for dinner. Last year when we talked about it on the podcast, the themes were Monday, something new or an old favorite, Tuesdays, Mexican food, Wednesdays, quick meals, Thursdays, something in a bowl, and Fridays, comfort food. That morphed a little since last February, uh, back in the pre-COVID days. It changed big time last year, of course, when we were all home for every meal. And it has changed again as some things are starting back up again, like church activities on Wednesday nights. Also, our family routines changed when the new year started this year. I started a new job and James now goes to school five days a week instead of therapy two days and school three days. This puts him home at the same time every day instead of me leaving the house at 1.30 to pick him up and then having him home early on therapy days. I'm sure your family rhythms look different now than they did a year ago or even six months ago. If you're looking to start or revamp your meal planning routine, thinking about the rhythms of your family and what is happening each evening is a good place to start. You'll also want to think about what isn't working for you right now. For us, there were two meals during the week that had gotten stressful. (laughs) Friday night dinners and Sunday lunches. On Friday evenings, I wanted as much of a break as everyone else in the family was getting. And on Sundays, without a good plan, we had started defaulting to eating out pretty often, but we didn't love the fast food that we usually got. 
So I overhauled the menu plan and I'm excited to share the details with you today. We're actually going to start on Saturday though because what happens on Saturday helps me through the whole rest of the next week. As I mentioned in last week's episode on how we celebrate the Sabbath, on Saturdays we all do things we enjoy. And what Lee enjoys the most is grilling. He has a gas grill, a charcoal grill, a Weber Smoky Mountain grill, and he recently got a big, what they call an offset smoker. Since he enjoys grilling so much, I decided to put him to work by grilling or smoking enough meat to feed us a couple of meals throughout the next week. So on most Saturdays, we have Chick-fil-A for lunch after picking up David from play rehearsal. And for dinner, we have hamburgers, just like I've done on almost every Saturday my entire life. But instead of cooking four burgers for one meal, he usually grills eight or even 12, (laughs) four for dinner that night and the rest for James to eat on nights that he doesn't eat what I'm making, which honestly is most nights. The burgers are on the gas grill, and on the smoker, we usually have something else going. He, my husband Lee, is from North Carolina, where they like pork barbecue, but we live in Texas now, where brisket is king. So when we talk about barbecue, I'm talking about both pork and beef, depending on what is on sale at the grocery store or what we're in the mood for. Lee also smokes whole chickens, turkey breast, ribs, uh, some sausage. We have lots of friends who hunt deer and so they'll we'll get deer sausage from them throw that on there sometimes on the weekends lee picks one or two meats and usually keeps the smoker going all day really like no kidding the pork and the brisket can take 10 or 12 hours so it's truly going all day long and then i play in the next week's meals around what he smokes on saturdays on sundays james wants two things he wants church and orange pizza. (laughs) Orange pizza is Little Caesars. He calls it orange pizza because it comes in an orange box. If you follow me on Facebook, you may have seen that a couple of weeks ago, we pulled up to Little Caesars and they gave me the total for our usual order before I even asked for our order. So we felt pretty special because we were officially regulars. And as thankful as we are for Little Caesars, not everyone in the family likes it as much as James does. So most weeks after church, we're going there and to another drive through or two to get what the rest of us wanted. But that meant we were eating out Fridays for lunch because that's Lee's day off and we normally eat out for lunch. Uh, Then we were eating Chick-fil-A on Saturdays and then eating out again on Sundays. And that just, it wasn't working for us or for our budgets. Since our church started meeting together in person again, we have gone to two services instead of one so that we have plenty of room to stay socially distanced. James has his class during the first service hour. And so I go to that service and then he and I come home. Lee and David are at church for both services. So now I have some time before they get home to make something for our lunch, which hasn't happened (laughs) uh, probably ever um, because we normally all go to church at the same time and come home at the same time. What works best for us now is something in the crock pot that can stay warm until everyone is home. Um, That's especially helpful if Lee has a meeting after church. This routine is working much better than when we were eating out. On Sunday nights at our house, everyone is on their own. We've had that routine for a long time. 
it is the night that our 15-year-old is the most likely to talk his dad into taking him to Taco Bell. But usually we're happy with nachos at home or popcorn or cheese and crackers and deer sausage or just whatever we can find. Um, Sometimes I might even get fancy and call it a charcuterie night and put all that stuff out for them to kind of nibble and graze on. For our weeknight meals, having theme nights still works the best for me. I've had to make the categories a little easier on myself since I don't have time to prep during the day like I did before when I wasn't working as many hours. So now on Mondays, it's something in a bowl, which is pasta, super chili, rice bowl using chicken that Lee grilled over the weekend. On Tuesdays, it's usually Mexican food, most often tacos with ground beef or ground turkey, or even fish tacos if those sound good. Those are one of David's favorites. On Wednesdays, our church activities have started up again, so David eats with the youth group, James usually eats a reheated burger, and Lee and I eat leftovers because I normally eat early, and he doesn't eat until he gets home from whatever church activity he had, and so it's late. On Thursdays, I do a double night, which means I double the recipe to make enough to freeze or to share. It has actually been super helpful for Lee to know that I'll be making enough food to share since he hears about sick church members and can offer to take food by on a Thursday evening. Some weeks I may not double the recipe, but double one part of it. Like I may make twice as much rice as I need and then saute veggies and put sauce on chicken and then put them all together and put them in the freezer. I did that a couple weeks ago with like a um, Thai sauce that was really good. So that leaves Friday nights, which was another meal that was causing me stress. So now we do homemade pizza on Friday nights. I'm still experimenting with dough recipes to find something that really works well for us, but also works in our humid Houston weather. But having the meal already planned is a big help. And it doesn't feel boring because we can do lots of different toppings with pizza. Pepperoni is James's favorite, but we're also trying to find a good Alfredo recipe he likes since the CC's in our town closed and he liked their white pizza, as he called it. Our lunches are different than they were a year ago because David is homeschooled now and Lee doesn't have as many lunches out with people anymore. So at least three of us are home most days. Uh, This is also when the meat that Lee grilled comes in handy. We often have barbecue baked potatoes or barbecue sandwiches. This is also a good time for me to teach David how to make some things on his own. I got a new air fryer for Christmas and in our Facebook group for Abiding Caregivers, you guys convinced me to give it a try. I was a little bit nervous about it, but it is super easy. And I think David especially would enjoy learning how to use it and being more independent in the kitchen and everything is so much faster because you don't have to wait for the oven to preheat. So let's recap all of the elements I've mentioned in case you want to add just maybe one or two to your routine. The first one, grilling on the weekend. You may not want to grill all day like Lee does, but it might work for your family to batch cook on the weekends to help save time during the week. Or number two, you could do theme nights for dinner. I will probably always love a theme night because it just helps me narrow down my choices. So here's a list of theme ideas that you may want to incorporate into your meal plan. There's Mexican, Asian, Mediterranean. That's one of our favorites right now. Quick foods could be like a freezer meal or a hot dog, something that's really quick to make. Bowl nights, family favorites, meatless meals, pasta, crock pots, stir fry, 
pizza or breakfast for dinner, any of those themes would be fun. Or number three, pizza Fridays. Even if you don't have a theme every night, having a theme one night of the week is a big help, like pizza Fridays or burgers on Saturdays. Again, let me say the goal is to decrease decision fatigue. You can pick from all these ideas and do what sounds the easiest to you. The best way to start is by thinking through your week and evaluating what's working and not working. If the weekends are hard or lunches are hard or weeknights are exhausting, hopefully one of these ideas will help. It doesn't go exactly according to plan at our house every day. For example, yesterday, Lee and David wanted Taco Bell for lunch after church, so we did that instead of something from the Crock-Pot. But what was helpful was having a plan to adjust instead of deciding on the fly when we're hangry. <laughs> Y'all know what that is, right? Hungry plus angry. Hangry. It is real at our house. So as we close, let's pray together as we do to end every episode. And actually, I'm going to do the prayer that I did back in episode 11, because as I was reading the show notes for that, I remembered this prayer and I really enjoyed it. And so uh, I thought I'd share it again today as we close. Heavenly Father, what we eat matters to you. From the garden in Genesis to the marriage supper of the Lamb in Revelation, we read about food you provide and meals you plan. Some of my favorite stories in your word include food, like when David invited Mehebesheth to his table in honor of his friend and Mehebesheth's father, Jonathan. Or when your son Jesus made breakfast on the beach for the disciples after his resurrection. Meal planning can feel monotonous at times, but it's one of the most practical ways we can show love to others. You provide food for us and we prepare it for them. Help us this week as we plan and cook meals for our family and anyone else you bring to our tables. In Jesus' name, amen. If you need help planning your meals, deciding on themes, and making a grocery store list, I have a printable that will help you do all of that. I'll link it in the show notes at sandrapeoples.com slash the podcast under episode 56. Okay, so before we're totally done, let me tell you more about the Rising Above Ministries app. Are you a special needs parent or caregiver who craves connection with others? Do you walk a hard, lonely road of caregiving and feel like no one understands? Does each day leave you drained with no refreshment in sight? Rising Above Ministries desires for your journey to be different. Their mission is to bring the love of God and hope in Christ to special needs families through support, encouragement, inspiration, and community. This mission has challenged them to create an app designed just for special needs families like yours. Download the Rising Above Ministries app to receive resources, encouragement, prayer, and community as you walk the special needs journey, no longer alone, but with others and with a purpose. Whether you are a beginner special needs parent with a new diagnosis or you've been a caregiver to someone with special needs for years, we would love for you to download the app available in the App Store or at Google Play and join with our community as we walk this road together. Okay, friends, thanks for spending time with me today. Make sure you're in our Abiding Caregivers Facebook group so we can hang out every day and you can ask questions from others who are abiding in Christ as they live out their callings. And be sure to share this episode with a friend who might need help decreasing her own decision fatigue 
and leave a five-star rating if this episode was helpful. I'll see you back here next week.